One of the greatest storms to hit us, our area, here in New Jersey, one of the greatest storms of all time, was Hurricane Sandy, or some people called it Superstorm Sandy. We've been in a series called Greatest of All Time, and when you think of the greatest of all time, you usually think of like an athlete or something like that, like, oh, the greatest of all time. But what if we were talking about like, sorry, I got this cough drop going. I was like coughing before. Yes, Luciano is making me sick. Just kidding. But uh, the greatest of all time, like, what if we talked about something negative, like the greatest storm of all time? Man, where were you during Hurricane Sandy? Remember where you were? You were at home? Grandma's house? Grandfather's house? That is crazy. You remember? <clears throat> so for me, I was in college, University of Valley Forge. They said that we could go home if we wanted because you were going to be like, curfew. You, you had to stay in your dormitory. You weren't allowed to leave. So I go home. I'm in North Jersey now. And uh, down here, the problem was like the flooding. Wait, here, I got some pictures here. So this was like Hurricane Sandy. This is how intense, this is how crazy this was. This, this, like, here's Florida, okay? Isn't that nuts? Um, so down here, the problem was like flooding. And you guys maybe have seen this picture. That's like the, uh, that's the roller coaster from Seaside Heights. It ended up in the ocean. It was insane. Well, North Jersey, it wasn't so much the flooding. <clears throat> it was like the wind damage. So literally on my way back, uh, to college, I saw this everywhere. Trees on tops of top, top of houses, on top of cars, like everywhere I went. And, you know, some of you guys here, you were personally affected. There are people in our church that like lost their homes because of the water damage. Rebecca's grandmother's house, the entire, she was in Queens, the entire bottom of her house got totally destroyed. And, um, you know, in uh, North Jersey, where we, where we live, it was about the power being out for weeks. I mean, I was in Pennsylvania back in school again. And Rebecca's telling me, man, yeah, you had to wait four or five hours in line just to get gasoline for your car. It was crazy. My dad actually, he had a, um, a generator, you know, like for like power and stuff. Yeah, and he had to bolt it down because people were going around stealing generators because they needed power. It was crazy. And here's like the craziest part uh, to me about it. It's that um, it was completely out of our control, something that nobody could plan. I mean, people like were like, uh, saying like, you know, you stink, Sandy. They were like spray painting that and stuff. But really, there was like nobody to blame. We couldn't blame a politician. We could, we could blame Sandy, I guess. Your aunt's name, Sandy? But no, so <clears throat> the hardest part is that it was a storm that nobody could control, but we all had to pay for it. People suffered. They, yeah, they said over 200, almost 200 people died. There was $70 billion in damage. 8 million people were without power. It was crazy. What do you do when situations come your way that are completely out of your control? Smack them in the face. Do you think that would have worked with Superstorm Zambi? It wouldn't have worked. Well, you're not a giant and it wouldn't have worked. So what do you do? <clears throat> How about this? Did you guys hear about this? This was like two weeks ago. This is the fire in Notre Dame. This church is like 800 years old, represents like uh, culture in France. It's a huge like Christian monument as well. It's known for its like innovative achievement. It represented uh, significant human achievement, history, represented Christianity, and the fire burned uh, the roof off and the, um, the steeple came off too and stuff. Yeah, the tower. Thankfully, the rest of the, the thing is intact. Yeah, it's a Catholic church. Yeah, a lot, a, lot of the, a lot of the relics and stuff inside were safe, which is pretty crazy. But here's the deal. It's something that nobody could control. 
don't know, but this is supposed to like help us focus, not distract us. So just pay attention to what I'm trying to say. Like the reason I'm bringing the story is because nobody could control this fire. No, there was, it was nobody's fault. We can't say, oh, it was Harry's fault. Oh, it was the president's fault. All right. We can't point at anybody. It's something that was totally out of people's control. I had a picture of me and Rebecca there. Look, we were there in July when it wasn't on fire. It was very nice. So here's the deal. What do you do when situations are out of your control? What do you do when you feel like you're facing a storm? What do you feel like, what do you do when you feel like maybe a part of your life is on fire? Maybe you thought there, there was something that was solid in your life, but now it's not. I mean, your life can change in an instant. A lot of things can change in an instant. Somebody that you trust it's like maybe they lied to you or you can flunk out. Your parents can tell you they're getting a divorce. Maybe somebody that you love passes away. Man, things can change so quickly and something that feels solid instantly can feel not so solid. What do you do when you're facing a storm or something like that? Man, I remember when I um, entered, when I was going to sixth grade, my family moved. So like I changed towns and I remember everyone saying, oh, sixth grade, that's like the perfect age, you know, because like everybody's meeting each other and they're going to middle school. So like you're going to fit right in. And I was like, I don't feel like the perfect, this is the perfect age. I feel like my life has completely changed. Like I had to leave all of my friends behind, everybody that I know. I have zero people I know and I'm going to a brand new school. I remember I felt like it was totally out of my control. And so you can't, you can't control things like the only, if, the only thing you can control is maybe like your attitude. And so sometimes you can like lash out and you can't, you can't ignore it. I mean, you can't ignore uh, Hurricane Sandy. Like it came in here and it devastated everything. I don't need the smart comments anymore. Okay. Thank you. you can't ignore it. So what do we do? We've been in this series called Greatest of All Time. We said that Jesus is the greatest of all time. We said that Jesus in week one is greater than our personal limitations. If you remember, there was a story about a man who was lame. Remember, he couldn't walk for 38 years. Remember that? Jesus said, pick up your mat and walk instantly. So this thing, this problem that this man had for years of his life, Jesus instantly just proved, hey, I'm greater than that. And then we talked about Lazarus, how Jesus brought Lazarus back from the dead, man. And we said that Jesus is greater than our disappointments. People were like, Jesus, you could have healed him, but then you, like, didn't. So, but Jesus was like, yeah, even though he passed away, I'm still greater than your disappointments. And he brought him back from the dead. And so we can trust him. So this week, I want to talk about a story about Jesus when he was in a storm, actually. He was in the middle of a storm. And remember, we're reading, we've been reading from the Gospel of John. This is written... So we would kind of like understand who Jesus is so we would believe in him. So here's what it says in John chapter 6, verse 16. That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake towards Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water towards the boat. They were terrified, but he called out to them, don't be afraid, I'm here. Then they were eager to let him in the boat, and immediately they arrived at their destination. Wow, powerful story. Jesus walking on the water in the middle of a storm, and then he gets in their boat, and all of a sudden they're there. It's cool, and I think it's, it's cool that Jesus comforts them by saying, hey, I'm here, I'm here with you. You don't have to be afraid, I'm here. Like, I think that's pretty powerful. But here's the deal. Um, this story, it's also in other Gospels, too. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you open your Bible. And each of the Gospels kind of emphasize, like, a different part of the story. So 
John, he's writing like, wow, he's showing Jesus is like the master of everything. He's the master of like nature. Nothing stands in his way. If you read this same exact story in Matthew's gospel, he includes an extra detail. There's something else he wants you to know about the story. Maybe you've heard it. You've been part of kids' church or something like that. Maybe you've heard this story before. And as you read, I want you to... Um, to, to realize that he's emphasizing different details. Like when I start to read this next part, it talks about how like Jesus, he was late. The whole reason he, he didn't show up is because he was like praying. Like we didn't know that from John's gospel. So again, they like emphasize different things. But here's, here's the other thing that I want to kind of point, point out. Hurricane Sandy, was that a real or fake event? It was real. That's right. It was a real event. You guys all remember where you were, right? I remember where I was. Hurricane Sandy's a real event. It's a real event, but it could also, like, be a metaphor, too, right, for, like, storms in life, storms that we can't control. That's kind of how we're using it. So what we're reading about with Jesus, it's the same thing. It's a real event that actually took place on the Sea of Galilee in Israel. Uh, Jesus' disciples were there. They experienced this. But it also has, like, significance for us today, too. So it's not just, like, a metaphor, just, like, a legend or something. You can actually go there. Check this out. This is a picture of my sister. She's driving a boat on the Sea of Galilee. You can actually go there and uh, check it out. Here's uh, wait. Let me see if this works. This is a video. This is my, my uh, parents took this. My family was in Israel. My dad, my mom, and my sister. And so this is on the Sea of Galilee. Like, the story we just read, we're going to read it again. This is where it takes place. Yeah, it's my sister driving the boat. It's pretty cool. So, and there she is smiling. You guys want to go? I'll go. Yeah, we could all go to Israel, go on the Sea of Galilee. It'd be pretty fun to read this story. Oh, you got to pay way more than $300. I'd be there already if that was it. But so there it is. So that's the Sea of Galilee. Here's a picture of my family. That's them on the Sea of Galilee. It's, that's a lot of money. So here's the deal. It's a real story that happened at a real place, just like that picture of the roller coaster I just showed earlier. Like, that actually happened. You can go to where that roller coaster used to be in Seaside Heights. But it has significance for us as well. So as we read the next section, <clears throat> as I read the story to you, I want you to think about this. What, what does this signify for us? What does this mean for us? How is this significant for you and me as we read it together, okay? So let's read it. It's in Matthew chapter 14. Here's like Matthew's version of the same story, okay? Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. So we already got like an extra detail. Like Jesus, he was like sending the crowds home and then he like went to pray. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from the land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified and feared. They cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Same thing. I think that's so powerful. Jesus, his words of encouragement are, I'm here. I'm with you, even though you're in the storm. And here's the unique part to Matthew's story. Then Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind and the waves he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? 
When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. The disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. So, it's amazing. Peter also walked on the water. That's crazy. That is a crazy story. Can you imagine? Just imagine yourself. Think back. Hurricane Sandy. Okay, think, think about the beach. Okay, think about that hurricane. Like, it'd be one thing just to walk on water. But then walking on water in the middle of a storm. That's scary. Scary. You want to walk on the air? That would also be pretty impressive. Walking on water is also pretty impressive too. But Matthew wants us to learn something from the story. Look, follow the story. When did Peter begin to sink? When did he sink? Little faith. He got terrified from what? He doubted. But what, what terrified him? You're onto it. Wind and the waves, right? So G Peter's looking at Jesus. He's like, oh my gosh, is this happening right now? Jesus, if it's you, tell me to walk on the water. Jesus is like, yeah, come on. So Peter's walking on the water, but as soon as he, he kind of sees the other waves, he sees that he's in the middle of a storm. He sees that he's walking on water. That's when he begins to sink. Yeah, and then he, then he freaked out. Here's the deal. When we take our eyes off of Jesus, when we focus on the storm, that is when we begin to sink. All of us are facing a different storm, but it's only when we focus on the bad news. It's only when we focus on what's going on around us that we begin to sink and the storm overtakes us. Peter calls out to Jesus. He's like, man, Lord, save me. And Jesus, what was his response? He saved him. He saved him. He's like, hey, man, come, why'd you doubt me? But he saved him, right? Jesus wasn't like, oh, you know what? One and done, man. Forget it. You, you lost your touch. You're like, you lost your focus on me. It's over. No, he doesn't say that. Peter, uh, he saved Peter, and then Peter worshiped Jesus. There's another passage in the Bible in Hebrews chapter 12. It says, man, if you want to, like, live the, the plan that God has for you, we do it by keeping our eyes focused on Jesus. Man, so whatever storm that you may be facing right now or you're going to be facing in the future, whatever part of your life, maybe like Notre Dame is like on fire, something that you can't control, you really can't blame anybody. There's nobody like, man, whatever you're going through at home or at school or with your parents or whatever, it's a storm in your life that you feel like you don't have control over. Uh, when we focus on Jesus, that is how we can get through. When we focus on the other things, that's when we begin to sink. And um, we have to uh, focus on Jesus. So whatever your storm is, whatever your external circumstance that you can't control, Jesus is greater than. Jesus is greater than that. So your walkway point tonight is this. Jesus is stronger than my storms. You're right back there. Uh, okay, you're working on it? That's cool. No problem. Um, when we face a storm, when we face a fire, something that's out of our control, we, we have different options. Like we said, you can try to control it, but you really can you control Superstorm Sandy? You, you really couldn't. You could be angry about it. You can control your attitude. You can lash out at other people, but what's that going to do? You can, you can try to ignore it when things are going on in your life that you can't control. You can pretend it's not happening, but you really can't ignore a storm, can you? You really can't ignore a fire, something that you thought was solid when it isn't solid anymore. You really can't ignore that. So when you're experiencing a storm or a fire or something like that, that is your opportunity to trust Jesus. That is your opportunity to trust Jesus. And so your walkway point, walkway point again is that Jesus is stronger than my storms. Look at your neighbor and repeat the walkway point. One, two, three. Jesus is stronger than my storms. I was pretty sorry, guys, but I'll let it slide. Jesus is stronger than my storms. All right, cool. Let's pray, and then we'll go to small groups. God, thank you for today.
Thank you, Jesus, for your love, Lord God. And man, thinking about just, what was it, six years ago, Hurricane Sandy, not even, less than that. Um, how crazy that storm was. And it, it's cool to see years later, God, how, how we've been able to rebuild and stuff. And just thinking about how that's like a metaphor, how it represents storms in our own life, God. There are things that come in our lives that we can't control. That uh, just like the fire in Notre Dame, like there's really nobody to blame. And, and it's awful that we have to deal with this and clean it up and we have to pay the price. But God, the wonderful thing is that you are greater. You are stronger than the storms that we face, Jesus. And that is such a wonderful uh, such wonderful news for us, Lord God. And just like Peter did, Lord, he focused on you. When he was focusing on you, man, he was walking on the water. He was able to uh, move on, God. And you have a plan uh, for each one of us, Lord, like Hebrew says, that we've just got to keep our eyes focused on you, Lord. So help us to remember that, God, that Jesus, you are stronger than our storms. Be with us the rest of tonight in your name. Amen.